This is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast, hosted by Roman Prokopchuk, bringing you all things digital marketing, tech, business, and motivation. What's stopping you from becoming relentless in all aspects of life? Are you ready to become a digital savage? Let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Roman Pakopchuk and this is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast. Today I have with me Yoel Israel. Yoel is the founder of Wadi Digital and Cyfluencer. Thank you for joining me today. What's up, man? Thanks for having me. It's going to be fun. My pleasure. So tell me a little bit about your journey. How did you get to where you are today? Um, well, originally it started off, uh, at least I'd say, within like the, the digital marketing world. Um, I ended up being, uh, I ended up starting uh, with Twitter in 2009, I met a friend of mine who was like, dude, you got to get on Twitter. And I was like, what, what's up with that? I was just kind of like figuring out Facebook. Um, and, uh, I don't know. A lot of people might not even be able to understand like back in the day when you actually had, um, different, uh, platforms, uh, when there were when, like these platforms were new and fresh, it was so like fun. And I don't know, like Facebook, you said stickers. I don't know if you remember that you can actually customize your platform. Uh, your, your profile was a little more like MySpace ish. Uh, a lot of people don't even know what that is. Anyway, I got way off topic. So I kind of got on, got my MBA on uh, that I was learning at the time. I got them on uh, Twitter and I got them like international student for their MBA. And they gave me a scholarship that understood I was strong. This is when I was living in Tel Aviv in Israel. I moved back to Philly. And then uh, back in Philly, I was working at Xerox. I was doing it on the side hustle, Twitter and Facebook for small businesses. Someone asked me to take out ads and I saw the dashboard and having the finance background, loving all that data. I mean, I just fell in love and I couldn't look back got into Google ads, then naturally LinkedIn ads when I moved back to Israel. Everything here is B2B tech. Um, a lot of the startups, so they're all targeting enterprises. So all the business sellers in English that were trying to target international needed uh, need an advertiser in English to do B2B. I had that strength. I had the background a little bit, and obviously English is my mother tongue, so I was able to help them the most. That's awesome. And how did you kind of um, go full time into your businesses from, you know, the side hustle into, you know, what you're doing kind of full time? So, I mean, I got lucky is, is for me, it was, I did, it wasn't gradual. I, so I think those that are, those that are, have situations forced on them are much luckier than those that actually have to make those decisions. So I was working for someone when we moved to Israel and uh, he was, he was, let's say he wasn't the best boss. Um, it was in the tourism industry and there was a war with Hamas. And so he had to lay me off this in 2005. So 2015, five years ago. And I was doing it on the side for his company. And then I had no choice but to just kind of like lean in and make it a few bucks on the side doing this. Almost as like a hobby and whatnot. Um, and then I just leaned all in um, and I had to make it work so I could feed my family. And so I just went uh, all in. So if it wasn't for, I guess, the war with Hamas, I wouldn't have been able to pivot. Yeah, I think a lot of the time when you're not getting given a choice and you're not kind of comfortable and you kind of put it off, you have to make it work. I mean, me, in terms of being in digital marketing, the only reason I'm in digital marketing for the last 12 years is because I got into it out of necessity as a result of the 2008 recession. So I was going to go kind of the federal criminal justice route, had an internship with the Secret Service, and then the economy basically froze and state, local, federal uh, agencies stopped hiring. So opportunity came about. I was never into uh, marketing, digital marketing, or much of the internet. And I said, you know, I don't really have anything to lose because I have to do something. And basically, I Dude, um, I, so I graduated in December 2008, right? 
and I was studying finance. I went to Temple University, right? So I'm from, I'm from Philly. And uh, so 2008, like in like September, there was like the huge financial crash, right? That you were talking about, a huge recession, but obviously the finance industry was slaughtered. And then uh, Obama was regulated, who said he would like heavily regulate the banks and all that, the whole industry, he would decimate them. And I remember I had an interview with Merrill Lynch the morning after they went under. And it was probably one of those awkward moments because it was like these interviews were set up through like the business school at Temple. And it's like they had to be there. And it was clear that there wasn't a job open for me. And it was clear that they didn't have a job by the end of the week. So it was kind of like they just didn't know. It was, uh, it was kind of awkward. And they kind of forced me to kind of change things up, do different things, pursue my MBA. And, you know, that some people can look at it as a victim. And then some people can say, okay, here's an opportunity. How can I position make the most out of it? And then we were able to do that with the pandemic too. Is that kind of like lean in on what you're strong and good at because all you have to lean on and lean hard and you're able actually to, to do great things that way. Yeah, I agree. And obviously a lot of people can use the, the current state of the world in terms of maybe losing their jobs or getting laid off as kind of a curse and, you know, why me and blame it on the pandemic or something else. But there's something that, you know, got created because a lot of people I've had on, it forced them to write their book, pivot into their side hustle, start something new, learn something new that they've turned into something that they've never really imagined. And if it didn't come about, they may have never kind of uh, undertook it. Right. Yep. Yeah, exactly right. And which is why I said, if you're lucky, you're forced into these situations. I would have never, let's say, you know, had the balls to kind of like leave and just say, all right, I'm going to start my own marketing agency if there wasn't a war that decimated the tourism industry. So, you know, and I probably wouldn't have, I might have been still in finance if the economy and the financial industry wasn't absolutely devastated in 2008 and overregulated in 2009. So, you know, you, you never know. So you never know. That, that's why, you know, every blessing's a, every curse is a blessing in a way, you know, in, in disguise, you know what I mean? God's pulling the strings, not me. Yeah, I agree. I had someone on that basically uh, stated it. Everything in life is a blessing or a lesson. So if something bad go. happens to you, you take it, you repurpose it, you learn something from it and you apply it to something that you want to do. Or obviously a lot of the time a bigger hurdle or bigger challenge comes about and you're better, a better equipped to deal with it. Yep. Exactly right. Wise, wise man. So what motivates you to succeed? Obviously those motivations may have changed over time, but what currently motivates you to succeed? So I find like sometimes, uh, I mean, everyone's different. Once in time, it's just uh, wanting to succeed, wanting to outdo someone else, being competitive in nature is great. You use that. And then kind of you always want to be better and get better. And then I have this fear um, that kind of like Jeff Bezos has. This is kind of like, you know, he talks about like, you know, Amazon is one day going to, is not going to exist. I just hope it's after I die. And he talks about the death of Amazon a lot and the mortality of the company. It makes him want to continue to innovate, expand and do new things. And that's kind of, I see it. I know like, you know, uh, I earn a good living now, thank God. And, you know, people go in and out of different income brackets. And th I know that to be true. So uh, I don't know how long it will last. So I, I need to continue to innovate and continue to adapt, continue to change, continue to grow. If not, then I, I won't. And that's what motivates me. I kind of see business here. And I think a lot of things like personal development, anything, right? You're like on a down escalator. You just got to climb up at a faster rate than it's, tape, than it's pushing you down in a way, right? In order to make it to the top. That's kind of how I see it. So I'm always just keep, keep trying to climb, adapt, change because I have the fear of becoming extinct, which can totally happen. I've seen it happen to other people. Why can't it happen to me? 
Yeah, I agree. And I, I mean, I often say that uh, complacency is the death of innovation. So if you kind of take your foot off the gas pedal if, as an individual, as a company, majority of the companies that were fortune companies, let's say 30, 40 years ago, aren't there because they thought they were on top. They don't have to innovate. The markets aren't changing. Yeah. Stuff like, uh, uh, let's say... IBM, Xerox, Blockbuster. I mean, Yeah, I Blockbuster is a perfect example that they could have bought Netflix that, several right. times. That, that, that's the standard because yeah. Netflix came to them and said, bought, said buy me. Yep, right. so, that was like, that's as good of an example. But I mean, uh, IBM is another great example. I mean, Air Kodak, or HP. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of these companies, oh, some of them have rebounded. HP is rebounding. And like that. But uh, uh, there's, yeah, I mean, there's just scores of example. I think like, I think it's like 20% of the fortune of the fortune 100 companies were fortune 100 companies 30 years ago, something like that. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. And it's, it's that mindset of kind of you're at the top and uh, nothing necessarily is coming along the way, or you see on the horizon that can kind of take you out. But even if you depend everything. So, I mean, I've had opportunities where I've consulted companies where it's like you have all your eggs in one basket in terms of marketing, you're getting all your traffic. What if something happens? Because this specific example, they were all betting in uh, Google organic and they had this uh, kind of sketchy uh, structure in terms of page yep. layout. Yeah, it was a, it was a directory. And, and then boom, algorithm update. Yeah, okay. yeah it was, exist. It, it was when the bigger algorithms haven't uh, come out yet. And then when they hit with the Panda update, the first one, they, their traffic got decimated because their pages were identical. It was just a little, you know, variation and they had millions of pages. And then they called me and I was like, I told you and you didn't want to believe me. So I mean, I can't. I, can you blame them? I mean, things were so good. Why the hell? Why would I listen to the naysayer, right? Well, I mean, even Every, that, everyone doesn't want to. They're like, why? I'm just going to keep leaning in on what's working. But, you know, the gods that be, aka Google, uh, <laughs> they have different. Do you remember back in the day, people would just like load keyword stuff on their like on their website and like hide it in white on the bottom. Yeah, so they clo, would come up and, clo content, slow lane. They could never. I haven't even heard anyone talk about that in a while. You know, that's so long ago. Yeah, and it's like regardless, like as a, as an individual or as a business regardless of how good you're doing, that environment will not last. So if you're doing well and the you know market, whatever you're in is awesome, double down because you know kind of a storm is going to come at some point. And if you don't do anything in that good, prosperous time, you're not going to survive the challenges that come. Yeah, no doubt, 100%. And even with, like you said, Facebook, Twitter, in terms of paid, like, yeah. I believe that you should be testing new traffic sources. So even, you know, I've tested TikTok, it's worked for some industries. So if a new platform comes out and user attention goes there, you should test it because you can market to that, you know, audience. Right, right. Often, if you have the budgets and you can prioritize, uh, you know, as a marketer, you say, oh, do everything, but that's not necessarily the case. Yeah, not do everything. If you have an opportunity to test, like you said, you have a budget. I mean, you should have what's actually working and functioning for you and right. delivering leads and sales. But if you have some extra budget, always test in terms of organic content and, you know, pay. And, and advertising, yeah. Oh, your first mover advantage is, is so underrated as a marketer. I mean, you get to come in, you get calls per clicks really easily. You get to build up an audience very fast organically. It's amazing what you can do if you go all in um, early on on a platform. So it's really cool. Um, 
yeah, I, I totally rec I totally recommend if you have the opportunity to be an early an early mover. Of course, it should be relevant. So, like, if you're doing B two B, like I am, so TikTok isn't relevant, right? For example, All right. So, um, uh, but uh, yeah, so I I hundred percent I I totally agree. Go all in and find new opportunities. It's it's amazing what you can do when you go all in. And you get the first first advantage. That's actually one of the ways I was able to grow is I went all in on LinkedIn lead generation forums when they rolled out in April 2017. And I was the first and like the only one doing it. And I was able to bring in leads for myself using lead generation forms, being able to get my first enterprise clients and then turning around and saying in the, you know, I would book people and then I would say, Hey, I could do LinkedIn ads for you. Just like how I'm speaking to you using LinkedIn ads. I can do that for you. And they're like, Oh, interesting. And no one was talking about it then. This is 2017. I was advertising before then even, you know, but once the, those forms came out, their own platform it was amazing. And cost per clicks that were a joke compared to what they are now. I mean, now you're paying dozens of dollars of clicks. Yeah, I agree. So what's one thing that you may have seen as a weakness in yourself in the past that you've turned around and utilized as a strength today? Well, probably my greatest weakness that I've turned around was probably a lack of processes and, and not being able to properly delegate. So kind of when you get an idea that other people have processes better than you, and uh, if you can bring someone from outside to take a look at the processes that you're doing or not doing, Sometimes you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you, you don't know what tools are out there, what technology is out there, what kind of talent is out there, um, what you can do to easily to free up so much of your time. So if you're not sure what process, like prioritize processes or just how you would do things and how to prioritize different business tasks, if you're not sure what or how to do that. So like, even though I'm, I run a, a LinkedIn ads agency for cybersecurity companies, um, even though we, we do that, I mean, I, I, I never worked at an agency. So I don't know a lot of processes that, that are expected at an agency. So sometimes you got to bring it out someone from external to help you. So that's really one way how you can turn it around. Yeah, I agree. I think processes are important in terms of if you don't have a process, you can't scale. So if you have something that you're doing, if you're a solopreneur, there's no way, no way you can uh, get things off your plate unless you have a process because you are offloading certain things you're doing and then want to replicate hopefully that success that you're having and then hire the fifth employee, the 10th employee for that specific role. And then right. automating processes in terms of marketing automation or different things mm -hmm. in terms of kind of back end. If you don't have that, it, your time is being consumed by day to day, week to week kind of manual tasks that you either have to do or you have to designate other people that could be working on more uh, cost effective and profitable things. Right. Exactly right. So what's one piece of advice you may have for the audience, personal or professional? Uh, you want to give both? I mean, uh, personal advice is work ethic is an extremely important, um, like really taking good quality of your work and networking. I would say networking, trying to connect with people, even a little bit in meetings, try to communicate with people as much as you can. Um, um, also get your LinkedIn profile in shape. I'll give one quick tip, actually, um, since I do a lot of LinkedIn is your headline must be the most important part of your profile. When you comment and engage on LinkedIn, there are four things that people see. They see your, they see your profile photo, they see your name, they see your connection, like your first, second, or third connection, and then they see your headline. Your headline is not to be con confused with your job title. When you go to your experience, you can write your job title. That's what you do, right? VP marketing. You want to say this is when your headline is how you want to show off who and what you are on LinkedIn, the platform. So then when you're commenting, you don't want to write as, you know, a marketer, social media marketer, let's say that's what your, your job title is. You want to write, 
you know, social media marketer, you know what I mean? Let's say you're doing, you're in green energy, you know what I mean? For green energy, helping find solution, whatever, like you added things about like who you are, your personality, your strengths, some action words, action items. Um, you want a new awards or things like that. You put that in your headline. And then when you comment and engage, you got gravitas and it's going to bring more people back to your profile where you can help convert them into conversations. So uh, you, if you want to personally brand yourself, uh, make sure your headline is a uh, kind of like a way of like show show off in your headline or really boast. Uh, that would be my personal, I guess the professional also, um, right? The, the other personal thing is uh, get a good night's sleep. <laughs> so, you know, make sure you get six and a half, seven hours of sleep minimum. You know, it's amazing how much better your, your brain works, how much sharper you are, even though sometimes we're in denial of it when we get more sleep. 90% of the time, people that are in shitty moods, it's because um, they're, it's because I, in my opinion, they didn't get enough sleep. Yeah, I agree. And I think rest and kind of recalibration in general, because eventually you will burn out as a business owner, uh, entrepreneur, startup founder. I mean, mental health is one of those underlooked things. Uh, kind of the rates of suicide are higher in that startup tech kind of community. If you're doing it alone and you have kind of the weight on your shoulders to bear. And then with LinkedIn, people still today don't necessarily utilize LinkedIn. LinkedIn, LinkedIn's full potential from a profile standpoint. I mean, if you don't have a personal website, that is probably the most important place to drive people to. And people don't necessarily include other assets. So in you know your featured articles, items in terms of things that you've done, things that you've published, you know, uh, media, uh, really highlighting who you are and giving you as a professional credibility, I think is important. And a lot of people don't utilize that or don't utilize kind of the blogging on or adding content to obviously your platform in terms of uh, what it can do on a LinkedIn profile itself and on the platform. And obviously organic reach has exponentially uh, went up and the algorithm kind of changed over time. And I think LinkedIn turned from more of a, uh, this is kind of my job resume. Let me connect with recruiters platform to me being a content creator platform in the last, yep. I would say, year or two. Yep. It's the community. Yep. And it, I mean, it's important because if you're, if you're being uh, kind of validated by your community and fellow professionals, more opportunities, more limelight will come as well. And also some of the things that you do personally. So, you know, I commented on a uh, photo that somebody had their foster child, they had, they got to adopt them, me and my wife are foster parents. So in the last two years, we've fostered 21 kids. So we made that connection. And then we jumped on a zoom call like that, that specific image, I believe went viral, it was it had like 3 million views. So it's like all this like connection happens that you all you did is comment on that specific uh, post. And it was the post originator that got back to me invited me to a zoom call. Now we're possibly, you know, doing some stuff in terms of nonprofit and just sharing stories and stuff like that. So you never know what one, whatever you share. So don't be dissuaded by sharing or sharing like what's your what you're about, because oftentimes people think their story isn't big enough or their expertise. And there's a lot of people that have a farther reach than you, but may not be better than you, but do a better job branding themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no doubt. 100%. That's awesome. Uh, uh, the foster parenting they do, more people need to do that. That's really awesome.
Yeah, it's, it's definitely challenging. I definitely can apply a lot of stuff in terms of patience, uh, emotional IQ from each child and each case to business. Yeah, it's, amazing, it's amazing how you learn, right? You can adapt to speak to different people and you need to be able to uh, adjust the way, adapt the way you speak, the way you listen, your connotation and your voice. And when you deal with children, every child's different, even, you know, so I have two daughters, right? But they're radically different personalities. So the way you speak to them is so different, you know, so uh yeah, it's uh, you, you learn that right. You take different kids, and you're able to adapt. You know, different people need to sometimes need to deliver the message, different messages to get the same. You just say things differently to get the same message across, and it yeah. takes a lot of EQ. And from the situations, oftentimes very serious in terms of abuse and neglect, the kids are coming from. You learn to appreciate things more, and some things that you know in business you may get a passive aggressive email or somebody that doesn't know the full story and just kind of lashes out at you and certain right. things that you may react differently. You kind of like have a different perspective and don't let it affect you as much because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. It's probably a misunderstanding and you know, you have kind of more appreciation and, and a different view for certain situations. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Awesome. So I really appreciate you stopping by today. Can you let the audience know how they can find you or anything else you have going on? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, so uh, you can check out our website, wadidigital.com, W-A-D-I-Digital. But really, uh, finally, go to LinkedIn, right? Yoel Israel, two words, Y-O-E-L, space Israel, like the country. And you'll find and engage. I post daily about uh, LinkedIn and uh, LinkedIn ads, personal development, lead generation. And uh, I put up stories about almost anything. I treat LinkedIn a little bit like Facebook, just without the pictures of cats and kids and politics. So filter out all the crap that we don't like to see on Facebook. Come follow me on LinkedIn and let's have a party. Awesome. Thanks again for stopping by. Thanks a lot, Roman. Cheers. This podcast has been brought to you by Nova Zora Digital. Find out how Nova Zora Digital can help your company grow online. Learn more at NovaZoraDigital.com. Until next time, all you digital savages.